0: Why are there rooms in his house that are locked? And Veronica was like, because he's a private person. And my thought is just like, maybe... Because it's his house! Maybe it's because last season, his house got broken into. And Hmm. all his stuff got stolen. Maybe that's why his stuff is locked. Also, he just needs to like, maybe get a Cooper alarm so that Coopers can't keep coming into his house and stealing stuff. Because they tend to be pulling that crap. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My favorite thriller movie is called Nerve. It's starring Emma Roberts and Dave Franco. Please watch it. It's great. Better than the book. Literally. And Robin
1: made me watch that when I was at her house and I genuinely enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, It's a good movie. It came out last year. Please check it out. Thank you no, so much. But you know what reminds me of Nerve, just by the way? Yeah. yeah. Um, have you played that game, HQ Trivia? I Yes, I am currently. I The first time I ever played it, I got six right, and I was so excited, and I haven't gotten that many since.
1: But doesn't that remind you of Nerve? Like, a whole community of anonymous people tuning in to win money at a game? Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. That's all I think about when I play
0: that, and also, I got up
1: to question nine once. Oh my gosh, you're too fancy.
0: I was so annoyed today, because I got out of a question, and then the next question, right after the one I got out, was... Um. What province in Canada is on is um Ottawa and Toronto in? I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me? You have
1: got to be kidding me!" I was really mad. <laughs> was that the twelve p.m. game?
0: Yeah, I mean it was one p.m. here, but yeah.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. I'm yeah. used to it being at noon. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do mine. But yes. also that was, uh, now I'm glad I've enlightened you. <clears throat> And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, B.C. I like badass MILFs and marble countertops. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And my favorite thriller movie is Jurassic Park, because duh, and also it counts, because there's thrills and spills.
0: I love how you've just just accepted badass MILFs and marble countertops into your life now. You don't even have to say that I wrote it, because it's just the truth.
1: Well, like, you wrote that bio about me, but I feel like it so beautifully explains me as a person. Beautiful. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Today we have words to say about episode 207 of Riverdale, Tales from the Dark Side.
0: This is interesting because I think, if I remember correctly, this is the first time that the title has been the title. Oh, I have an alarm going off. I hate you. Uh, this is the first time that they've used a title from a television show, at least in season two, rather than a movie. And so they're kind of using it like that, you know, with the three separate stories, which I thought was really cool. I thought this whole episode was really cool. Yeah, I I loved it because I didn't have to split up the storylines. It just did it for me and it really helped out with uh, writing notes. <laughs> I was like, thank I you. I just was
1: like, I, lo- I love like little anthologies like this. like yeah. So You don't see TV do stuff like Tales this.
0: from the Dark Side is an anthology horror TV series, which I believe I said last episode, but anthology means that every episode is a different story, just like Black Mirror, if people know that show on Netflix. And
1: if you haven't watched Black Mirror, you don't have to watch the whole thing. First, start with San Junipero. Yep. Cry a lot. Mm-hmm. Realize that heaven is a place on Earth, yep. and it's called that episode, mm-hmm. and then go back and watch all of Black Mirror.
0: Yeah, I I'm I think I'm like a two-thirds done Black Mirror, and it's like, you know what? No rush. <laughs> because like I, all of them I are different that stories. Show. It's like you can have some from season three, some from season two. Anyway, this isn't about Black Mirror. <laughs> anyway, it was from 1983, and there was always, or it said almost always, like a big plot twist at the end. And if I think about each of these story lines each of them do kind of have a plot twist at the end like jughead and archie Mm -hmm. has the fact that penny had lied to him yeah Josie's was that it was cheryl uh which i have thoughts on and uh betty and veronica's was the affair i think if you can think of any other ones
1: i don't know if that's a plot twist but that definitely is a shock twist Mm -hmm.
0: oh yeah like you mean like the affair Yeah, yeah. like, it's not really much of a plot twist just because it's, like, we knew he was having an affair because we knew he wasn't the Black Hood. Yeah. But uh, another thing that I wanted to point out was that the show almost always had this, like, voiceover-type thing that happened uh, just, like, at the beginning of this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that's a thing. Uh, Shall we begin? Let us. With Jughead and Archie. So... um, Bert Yes. First note in this episode from the Black Hood... Is on the door of Pops. So like the Black Hood clearly has something to do with Pops, or like is really centered around Pops. Like, is it because it was his first crime that happened? Or was it like like I don't know, but like, you know, he calls Pops, he leaves his notes at Pops. What if it is Pops? <laughs> Pop Just <laughs> kidding. Pop answers the phone. Literally no one's there, and he's like, It was the Black Hood. Okay, but you never know. That would have been a that would be huge. But I also read on the internet that the writers don't actually know who it is yet, and there's, like, three people I knew that it. it could be, and they're just not sure yet. I knew it. I knew they had no clue. Which is kind of annoying, because, like, I want to be able to be like, this is the evidence right now, na- right here, right now, you know?
1: Remember when I told you that whatever the resolution of this is is never going to be as
0: satisfying as any of our theories? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he says that he got rid of the drug-dealing child killer. Is that clifford or is that the sugar man no it's clifford okay i thought it was clifford too um and he said the test is 48 hours long blah 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 bughead is in bed together which i think is safe yes i don't think i they would make it a bigger deal if they were trying to break my heart yeah is this thing on his shoulder a serpent tattoo or is it just a, a drawing that tony did like i don't know Oh my god, if Jughead got a
1: tattoo and they didn't bother to tell us about it, not only would I expect that, but I would have a good giggle at that.
0: Yeah, that's what it kind of maybe seems like, but uh, he gets a phone call. It's from Penny, and uh, who I love, (laughs) she's doing terrible things, but I still really like her. Do you like her because she's doing the terrible things by any chance? No, I just like her because, like, I don't know, she has an energy that I like. Okay. Not, like, as a friend or anything. Like, if she was a real person, I'd be like, you terrify me. But just as a character, she's really interesting to me. She's got, like, kind of a Ben Linus type of thing going on.
1: She does. Yeah. Okay, on
0: board. Yeah. Like, there's this there's this moment at the end of season four of Lost with Ben Linus where they're basically saying, Ben, you just killed a bunch of people. And Ben goes, so? Like, that's his literal line is so. And then they cut to commercial and it's amazing. And so this kind of reminds me of that where he's just like, you lied to me. You made me feel like bad things happened. And she was like, oh, sucks. Bye. It's like, oh, yeah, I did do that. Oopsie daisy. You know, I like her. I like her. Every
1: once in a You know what? She does have a very Michael Emerson quality to her. Yeah. I could see that. Mm
0: hmm. She's saying that FP is having some trouble in jail. Bad things have been happening to him. Jughead's like, I have $18. I think it's funny how, like, big of a deal they've made this $18. He's like, I have $18, but I only have $18. But I gave you my $18. So if he
1: had a 20, what do you think he did with the two? What did he buy? Hmm. Good point. How much are Pop's Burgers? You know what? I'm betting Pop's Burgers or Milkshake, $2. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Juggy,
1: if you paid $2 for that tattoo, you didn't pay enough. <laughs> that was a bad decision.
0: Prepare for it to get infected.
1: That's what he paid for his temporary tattoo. He was like, I want to
0: try th- the serpent tattoo out before I commit. Right. He's like, I don't know if I want it on my arm or like where I want yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so he actually sense. has like a whole like tattoo uh, sticker sheet. This is, this is good content. Yeah. She's like, listen, this is like a one-time delivery, so like, just do it the one time. There's pancake mix inside. You know, just make sure you're out before midnight uh, because bad things happen in Greendale in midnight. Question. Theory. Magic? Because Sabrina's in Greendale? Do do you think we'll ever find out what the scary things that happen in Greendale at midnight are? I just figured the scary things that happen in Greendale
1: were that we would like cross over with the universe of community and uh everyone would have to deal with jeff winger yeah yeah i feel like oh my god abed kate abed would look at jughead and be like no no (laughs) but abed would love veronica
0: they have they have total shared pop culture stuff thoughts um troy joins the football team (gasps) yes yes
1: Britta and Betty get along, but they also hate each other. Yes. Because they're both trying to out 2 shoes each other while also being, like, weird rebels that can't actually break rules.
0: This is good.
1: Yeah. And Jeff just hates everyone, and uh, Pierce isn't invited. And, uh, oh my god, Kate, no, I need you to picture something for me.
0: Is it Annie? No. It's Shirley and Mama Cooper. Yes, but also, like, these people are too old because this is that that's college and this is high school. Well, like, Jeff, why are you here, you creep? <laughs> I don't know
1: if you know this, but people who are in different years in their lives can interact with each other outside of a school setting. Okay, well, I was talking about the football team, so okay. Well, Troy can be there. Let's suspend disbelief in order to make
0: our dreams come true. Troy is the new Chuck. There you go. Yes, okay, I'm happy now. Um, she's like, listen, you need a car. And he's like, okay. But the the weird thing about this is that it's just like, so you're going to use Archie's car every time now?
1: And also, wouldn't Betty have easier access to cars?
0: Yes. Archie is like totally down for this. He's like, here's the crate. It has chains over it because it's like, you know, the most foreboding. Here is my main complaint with this episode. Archie is not supposed to be able to drive.
1: Archie is a virgin who can't drive.
0: This is- Way harsh, Ty. Literally from the first episode of this season. He's not supposed to be able to drive. That's why he doesn't have the jalopy. Even somebody who has their driver's license would be able to drive less recklessly to a hospital. Well,
1: you know what? I think that was meant to set up the fact that, like, Archie is now the one who drives. That's so- Like, they showed him in a car once, so now he's the driving one.
0: And the thing is that he's doing, like, three-point turns, and he's doing... I'm like, where? But where is the evidence?
1: Yeah. I don't... I don't. I think Betty would be the driver, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Ooh, I have a fun fact. Ooh, tell... Tell me. It's called Robin's Research Corner.
1: Oh, my God. Ooh, I love that, though.
0: I was so pleased when I found this. Like, sometimes I'll do research, and then I'll just be like... <gasps> Yay, look what I found. Mm-hmm. He says, oh gosh, it's on 115 Derby Street. Are you ready for where that is? Yeah. 115 Derby Street is in Salem, Massachusetts. And uh, it's uh, a museum that is called the House of the Seven Gables. Uh-huh. And the House of the Seven Gables is a gothic novel written by Nathaniel Hawthorne and it Mm -hmm. follows a New England family and their ancestral home. In the book, it explores themes of guilt, retribution, and atonement, and colors the tale with suggestions of the supernatural and witchcraft. So, like... Sabrina is... Like, but clearly 115 Derby Street is, like, a warehouse. So it's like, um, Sabrina should live here. Hello. Okay, but if they don't introduce Sabrina, I will die. The setting for the book was inspired by a gabled house in Salem belonging to Hawthorne's cousin and by ancestors of Hawthorne who had played a part in the Salem Witch Trial. So, like, this is literally the house. Like, hello? And they are bad people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of women. Let's burn
1: him at the stake. Sounds good. Sounds like our current political climate. There's Britney's soapbox for the episode.
0: Archie talks about how he wanted to move to New York. His Boy, what crew, are you going to do in New York? You can't run around shirtless. Cute. He's like, I'll be a starving artist. And I'm like, literally neither of you have a real job. Like... <laughs> This is a bad idea. But his I tire mean, explodes and they don't have these a These are spare. just details. He says we should call Triple C. Pretty sure <laughs> it's Triple It's A, right?
1: <laughs> I love
0: their little in-universe cheats. I think it's they so did cute. two of them this episode. What was the other one? Um, Cheryl said Shabby Road Studios and it's Abbey Road Studios.
1: Stop. Oh my God, yeah. that's funny.
0: He's like, no, we can't call Betty. Let's call Kevin. And that's when Farmer McGinty shows up. Uh, So this is Farmer McGinty. As far as I can tell, he didn't appear in the comics. And when I looked up his name, I also couldn't find anything. So I don't know who he is, but cool. He's like, I can only take one of you. And so Jughead's like, yes, take me and my friend Crate because he's my best friend now. Stay here, Archie.
1: Later, Archie. But also, they could have easily fit in there.
0: Oh, yeah. They could have squishied. It's weird that he's just like, hi, I'm trying to split you guys up. Is that cool? And it's like, you know what I wouldn't do?
1: Go in a really
0: strange car with a strange man. I mean, that's how we can see, like, Jughead is, like, the most desperate. Reckless? Yeah. yeah. Um. He's like, hey, don't look under the tarp, okay? And he's like, cool, so look under the tarp later? Got it.
1: Yeah, what's the one thing you should never tell a teenager?
0: Don't look under the tarp. Not to do something. Um, he's like, you know what's weird is I totally thought your friend was Jason. And Jughead's like, whoa, what else is new? Jughead's like, oh, man, that's so last season. <laughs> he And then we're hearing things on the radio about supporting the, the Black Hood and how things are happening. And they're good because he's doing the Lord's work and stuff. This is bad.
1: Interesting though that they are uh, tying the black hood to like an evangelical way of thinking. Yeah, like that's what they've decided to do now is take a very strong stance of yes, this this is tied to religion.
0: Yeah, but he's talking about the Riverdale Reaper, and um, so that's, that's interesting. interesting. D- did you find anything about Riverdale Reaper? Uh, I don't. I just assumed that that was like a thing where they were like, hmm, Riverdale, hmm, murder sounding.
1: I want the Riverdale Reaper to have something to do with Alice's legacy at the Serpent. Do
0: you think that the Riverdale Reaper and the Black Hood are the same? No. I don't think so either because that seems like way too way too uh far back.
1: I think the Black Hood sound is too like new age.
0: Archie gets his new tire from Triple C and he sees this deer. What is the significance of this?
1: Uh the CW had a uh... CGI budget for a deer left over from another show.
0: Hmm, which show is that?
1: Okay, first <laughs> of all, I can see where this hundred joke is coming in, and I want to let you know that I appreciate it and love it. Mm-hmm. But two, I'm guessing it's from another show, because that's how the hundred wound up with Pana. Oh. That's where Pauna came from, is they had the budget for it for the Flash, and so they were like, okay, we're just going to use that, like, find a way to write this into the hundred, because... This is what we have to work with. Yeah,
0: Ponda was weird, too.
1: Yeah, that's why. Is it because they did, like, Planet of the Apes on The Flash?
0: I have a bit of a theory, I guess. I wish it was, like, more well-rounded, but I'm not sure. Maybe you can add to it. Shoot. But I feel like... I want to say that, like, Archie seeing this deer... And then Jughead seeing a dead deer has, like, obviously they have something to do with each other. Is it, like, mm-hmm. deer represent innocence or whatever, and they're losing it because it's dead? Or, like, like clearly it's not the same deer, but, yeah, I'm not sure.
1: I had a couple of theories on this one. One, you know, deers are all often used in, like, horror movies and stuff to be the first shock factor, especially on, like, you know, the classic trope of, like, the long, dark, empty road. Yeah. And the thing that first scares you when you're driving is a deer. So I thought it might have something to do with that. And then I thought perhaps, one, it was either like some kind of like supernatural thing, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. Or that it's like sort of like their point of views. Archie, the optimist, sees the deer is alive. Jughead, the pessimist, mm. sees the deer is dead. Yeah. I
0: had another Or thing. it was a pair of deers and one's alive and one's dead. I can't tell you how pleased I was to see that the deer didn't like just walk off and then immediately get hit by a giant truck like that's what i was expecting and i was pleased that that didn't happen oh that would have been violent yeah i was just like that's not this is not the place for this so i'm glad that it didn't happen because that's what it really felt like was going to (laughs) happen this is not the hundred (laughs) um uh, okay so the guy's like i'm gonna go get gas and he's like cool so he sees the dead deer blah 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 he's like let's go into the cafe um, he's like, don't worry about the deer, I got my permits, Permits. I'm not a sicko. Here's the thing, though, I don't know if this dude does have his permits, and the reason why I don't think so is because she says, I'm calling, the, the waitress says, I'm calling the cops, and they literally both go, no! Like, why is that guy saying yep. no? Why is that guy so freaked out if he has all these permits? Exactly. Hmm. Hmm unlicensed gun use in america yeah. it's a real problem people um he tells a story about the riverdale reaper he says there was a family near fox forest and they were all shot in the middle of the night the weird thing about that to me is that it's just like once one person is shot unless they had a silencer which he didn't talk about like wouldn't the rest of the family be like oh yikes better run away no because think about
1: every buzzfeed unsolved video you've ever oh you right an entire family's
0: murdered true like that one uh with the cabin yeah, or the um, the fires. Yeah. Yeah. So he talks about the Riverdale Reaper and how some say that he's already dead. Some people say he ran away and some people say he's still around. So Jughead's like, oh, so Reaper equals Hood? Question mark. And he's like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's a cycle. These things keep happening. And once he said that, it just reminded me of Chamber of Secrets. I was just like, the chamber keeps getting opened. Uh, I don't know. Well,
1: one thing... One thing that I want to talk about in this scene is um, the sound design. Mm. Did you notice how hyper loud the plates clinking, him cutting, him chewing, the sound of liquid was? Yes. So for me, one, that sets up an atmosphere of like hypertension. Mm -hmm. But two, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but I swear to God, um, this is like exactly what they did in Lady Gaga's video for Telephone. Did you ever see the video for Telephone?
0: Um, I think maybe a long time ago, but not recently.
1: So Gaga and Beyonce are in a diner. And Beyonce and Gaga are conspiring to murder the man that Beyonce is with and everyone in the diner. So they have him very obnoxiously chewing food, like really setting up like a brain sort of like subconscious irritation at all of the sounds that he's making. Okay. And then... It cuts to Gaga, like, poisoning his food and, like, the whole scene is set up that they're murdering everyone, you know, in that diner. But that – it's so strongly reminded that not only because of the set, but because that sound design evokes the same kind of irritation. So it's it's very goodbye Earl is what I'm getting. Yeah, but, like – When we were listening to it, did it not kind of grate on your nerves the sound that the food was making as he was eating it?
0: Yeah, and I was like, girl, what are you eating? That's how Like, it looks like he was eating something alive. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. It was
1: a very masterful use of sound, and I was like, this is a great way to set up that you are supposed to be
0: uneasy around this man. Mm -hmm. The waitress brings the check, and he's like, yeah, Jughead will pay. And he's like, literally, I only have $18. What did he think was going to happen there? It... You, like Jughead or like no, the, the father dude. or the father father Farmer McGinty. Yeah. Um. I guess he was kind of just like bye, and he said I'll take the crate, so he was gonna take it and sell it. I guess. I guess. I mean, maybe he also knows that terrible things happen after midnight. And since like once they all got their crate out and everything, Jughead says it's eleven fifty-two, and he was kind of just gonna let him. If Archie hadn't shown up, let him just, like, walk home and be like, he. I don't know. I don't know what You're gonna die out there, kid. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna call the cops. Literally, both of them are like, this is terrible. Um, What is this dude's deal, is one of my notes. Um, Archie shows up, and he's talking about how they're both sinners and how they're gonna die next. And I'm like, dude, you have not shown yourself to be the most pure human, okay? Yeah, you eat with your mouth open. Like, come on now. (laughs) You pick up random teenagers on the side of the road. Archie's like it's it's totally okay I worked for my dad all summer I have I money change can you take debit do you I take don't know why you think this is so funny but it is you? funny do you take debit made me laugh out loud it's such an Archie thing to do it's so Archie Ugh, too funny it's almost midnight and Archie is still gonna stick with Jughead and this is, I mean, they're doing terrible things, and, you know, if I was Archie, I'd be like, uh, bye, and I wouldn't even go in the first place, but this is a good Archie.
1: Arch is a ride-or-die kind of dude now. Mm-hmm.
0: i very proud of him. this warehouse thing, there's this lady in a wheelchair who doesn't have a name yet, I checked IMDB, and, uh, she's, like, Russian or something? Yeah, this is just Indiana Jones 4 at this point. The dude behind her has a gun? this is a terrible thing. He's like, listen, it's only a one-time thing. And she's like, that's not what Penny said. I guess you could say Penny's a
1: bad Penny.
0: Um, Penny. She's saying that the serpents are going to take over for the ghoulies and you're the new delivery boy. So dope.
1: Doesn't she have any care in the world that he will fail at that job and screw up her business because he doesn't have a car?
0: And also that he doesn't want to.
1: I don't think she cares that he doesn't want to, but she should definitely care that her product is not going to be delivered on time.
0: Are we, sorry, are we talking about Penny or Russian Lady right now? Penny. Okay. Yeah, I was like, Russian Lady doesn't know that. (laughs) Russian Lady doesn't care. Yeah, I mean, I guess she's kind of just like, well, deal with it. Something's got to happen. That's bad business. They go to Pops. So Pops is just open 24-7 and Pops is there 24-7. I heckin' guess. Like... I don't. Does he like, sleep? When does Pop sleep? That's my great theory: is Pop is immortal and is a supernatural being. I could be into that. Yeah. Archie's talking about how the. It seems like the hood kind of forces bad things to happen and forces people to do bad things, just like the idea of him. And the farmer is called Mister American Gothic. So American Gothic is that um, painting. Mm-hmm. It's the one with the two old people in front of the house where the guy has the pitchfork.
1: It's also a terrible television show that Paige Sherco was in in the early 90s. Tell me more. Tell me more. It was literally... It had Sarah Paulson in it, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Um, and yeah. it was like she was a reporter who came to this town where like mysterious supernatural things were going on. Mm-hmm. And the original plot was that um this little boy was being haunted by his sister okay and his sister was sarah paulson and she was like she was a good girl like she was like she was trying to help Mm -hmm. because this boy was being abused by this man who wanted to adopt him who actually turned out to be like satan himself wow like he was actually satan okay but the show took a weird twist and Paige Turco's character actually wound up falling for satan and Uh. got pregnant with his child
0: okie doke
1: yeah, so if you want to watch some weird Bayou supernatural
0: weirdness, there you go. Dope. We have this segment in our Lost podcast called Did They Do the Thing? Which is, did they say the title in the episode? And um, it doesn't happen, happen a lot on this uh, this show, but they sure did it this episode. Heck yes. Um, he's like, hey, maybe tomorrow we could go to the library and do some research. And Archie's like, well, me and Reggie are taking Moose to the to physical therapy, which is nice. I've been wondering how They're he's doing. Such good bros. Yep. Uh, and also, I have to go for dinner with Veronica's parents, who aren't in the episode, so that's where they are. And he's like, maybe we can go the day after. And he's like, sure, sounds good. Please try and get out of all this garbage that's happening. And he's like, gotcha. Do you want to ride home? No, I am going to go visit my dad. He goes to visit his dad. And shout out to Skeet, who had exactly zero things to say in this episode. Yeah, he just stood there, right? Sat down, set a line. That's it.
1: Why are they doing this? Is he in something else? I don't know. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I'm Googling it. Okay, please I let me know.
1: I can't I can't lean over. I'm using my iPad.
0: But either way, uh, he's fine. And Penny lied. So... Uh, he goes and t- and yells at her about it, and she is going to blackmail him with this delivery crate footage. And she's uh, bothering Jughead because FP apparently broke a promise to her, and now it's revenge time. Okay, so what do we think the promise was? I don't know, and I wonder if, like, Penny is usually pretty trustworthy, but because FP knew that he broke this promise, that's why he was like, stay away from her. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I feel Maybe. like every time we say something, we're like, hope it has something to do with Alice, but, <laughs> but we don't know if it ever will. I always think that I want things
1: uh, to do with Alice, yeah. just for the record.
0: Yeah. Okay, it's Josie time. Okay. Tell me all about. Josie! Finally! We get a storyline with Josie. Um, Can you believe
1: that Josie's finally the main character of a show she's supposed to be a main character in? Thank you, world! What's
0: that about? Um, she's playing the piano, and we have our, everyone's favorite red herring, Mr. Svensson! Bro, that was a good red herring. It was. Like, I was like, is this so obvious that it's not gonna be him? Yeah. But I was like, that's not Mr. Svenson. Mr. Svenson is supposed to have, like, a mustache that looks like he held a, a push broom up to his face. Okay. From the Archie Comics.
1: Oh, I didn't even know he was in the Archie comics.
0: Yes, see, he literally looks like his broom is on his face. Also, he's supposed to be, like, German or something. Oh my god, I remember him. Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay, now I feel his character makes way more sense. Yeah. I was like, why is he weirdly protective and weirdly involved?
0: (laughs) One of my notes is literally wears his mustache. Uh, but he's like, "Ah, I'm just locking up. And she's like, oh, that's okay. I'll just slip out. It's all good. And he's like, okay, well, don't tell Weatherby, okay? She's like, you got it. And I'm like, okay. He's a bro. Um, she's about to leave. She's scared. Her mom's mad at her. They've moved into the hotel, the five seasons. And that's where Ronnie lives too, right? No, she lives in the Pembroke. Uh, oh, uh, Nick St. Clair stayed at the five seasons. Correct. Gotcha. And also, I just realized that the Pembroke was, like, a thing at Archie Comics. In Archie Comics. Um, I was on the list of Archie Comics characters, which is Mm -hmm. where I like to be during the episode. And um, I was looking up Cheryl to see if she had anything to do with Josie, I guess. And um, it said that... You were looking it up for gay reasons. Maybe. But um, it said that Pembroke was, like, a... Uh, rich suburb of Riverdale, and that the Blossom twins went to Pembroke High. Oh, so I guess they just kind of took Pembroke and they made it a different thing for like people, it. which is cool. Uh, she was gonna assign a deputy to her for security, gives her a curfew. Boy, so- I bet it would
1: be real easy to get a deputy to do that now. Hey, yep.
0: <laughs> now we have Gerald, which is the um, ship name that we chose. But I'm sure someone
1: else has chosen it too.
0: And I hope that something else comes out that's like nicer too because, um, can we call it McBlossom? What? McBlossom. I love that. Okay, let's do that better because Gerald kind of sounds gross, actually.
1: It kind of sounds um, like a jean something. Yeah, you're right. Like jorts. Yeah.
0: Or Yeah. yeah. Jandals. Sure. Yeah. yeah, okay, so Blossom, I love it. Much better. Um, she's talking about how when she's stressed, she loses her voice, because um, she's been going behind the Pussycats' backs, and she thinks that's, like, sinning and stuff. Cheryl brings up Shabby Road Studios, um, but they only want Josie. Theory. Cheryl made that up and was just kind of like, yeah, um, it's only you. When originally, like, they were like, yeah, sure, you can bring all three of them. That sounds good. I could see that. Especially given what like, we know y- about y- Cheryl now. Yeah.
1: But do you or do you not think it was a little
0: bit shady of Josie to hide this from the other girls? I do. And I think it was like, they probably would have been like, yeah, go for it. If she had told them. Mm-hmm. There's um, no way they would have held her back. I can't remember this, but like at, at some point, is it Cheryl who's just like, no, you can't tell them. Like, I wonder if it was like, uh, it was like her idea to not tell them. Possibly because a lot of what
1: Cheryl's doing is isolating Josie from absolutely everyone around her, right? Which yeah. is classic abuser a, a beaver. That's classic <laughs> abuser behavior that she clearly learned from her entire upbringing. Yeah. Oh, Cheryl, why can't
0: you just be a normal bisexual? Be a normie. So there's this bear and like the reason why I didn't think it was Cheryl's because it has like a purple ribbon. Like it's purple, like maybe purple is Josie's favorite color or something like same but you know, you expect it to be red if it's from Cheryl. And I think that yeah, if it had they, been then yeah, the we, viewer
1: would have made the connection too soon.
0: Yeah. Um, Cheryl's right there. Yeah. It and the, the note says I'll be watching you and she says, "Oh, I'm going to need a new lock." The weird thing about this is that like Cheryl sees that this like bothers Josie. And it makes her uncomfortable, so I don't know why she continues to do it. I don't... That's a good point. If she's, like, trying to, like, woo her or whatever. Like, I've been shipping Mick Blossom since literally episode 101. I called it. If you go and listen to... I'm pretty sure I talk about it in our very first podcast about Riverdale. I literally talk about it. Like, I called this. But this is not what I wanted. This is not what you planned. And I just gotta say, I do not understand... (laughs) <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but, like, all through this storyline, before we got to, like, the end where we found out it was Cheryl, I was just like, oh, my gosh, my ship is happening. You know, with, like, the back rub and, like, all this storyline of just those two. All that like, game finally, stuff. I was like, is this is going to lead up to something that I actually really wanted. And then suddenly it was just like, oh, oops. This is not
1: what I wanted. No. I think she... I, I'm just, like, thinking about, like, why Cheryl would do these yeah. things. and I think it's maybe to keep – either she doesn't understand – and this is possible – that she actually doesn't understand how, like, human love works. Okay, okay. Because think about how – like, Cheryl goes hard or she goes home. Right. But Cheryl's also super messed up right now, right? Yes. She just had the rape attempt. She – like, Josie is now her hero – So it could be that she just wants Josie all to herself so she's going to keep Josie scared to make herself the only person that Josie confides in. Do you think that Cheryl liked Josie before or was it just
0: after she saved her?
1: I don't know. That one I think is up for debate.
0: I just think it's Um, weird if it was only after the rape attempt because it's like, why not focus on Veronica? Why not focus on Val? Why not focus on Mel? You know?
1: Yeah, why why pick why just, just Josie? Me? So maybe it is like a crush that is now yeah. just gone absolutely overboard Right, and
0: it might have just been like a small thing that has now blown out of proportion. But I
1: can't see them repairing this in any kind of healthy way. No. Which is upsetting because I think this would be an amazing ship. Mhm. Cheryl says this is the
0: third one this week. Like who could it be? Like what it what is your ulterior motive here? My goodness. I'm so confused. Like, like she says what, like, I think she says, who could this mystery bay be? So it's like, is she hoping, is she hoping that Josie says, is it you? Or is she, like, I don't know what she's looking for. I think Cheryl also genuinely thinks
1: these things are romantic. Mm. Like mystery bay. like she seems less thinking that it's creepy and more like, oh my God, who is it? Like, she seems to be like
0: really... (sighs) into it is this the sort of thing that cheryl's into and that's why yeah probably and she doesn't understand that other people have different tastes i guess
1: cheryl has to be one of the psychologically most damaged and oddest characters that's ever existed and that's why Mm. i love her
0: sure yeah um she's like maybe maybe it's the hood it's like you're scaring her and you know you're scaring her now I don't know I'm confused that's how
1: Cheryl flirts
0: yeah so then Chuck comes in and Chuck comes to ask her out and at first you're just like ew and Josie's literally like ew but here's the thing is that we know he's not the locker guy we know because she says are you the one leaving stuff in my locker and he says I can be yeah it's like you know it's not him And also, I don't fully believe that Chuck would be able
1: to, like, figure out her locker password. It's gotta
0: be something, someone real close to her. Exactly. She says, listen, I don't date, and I especially don't date trash.
1: Sorry. Okay, so I have a question for you then. Yes, okay. What do you think about Chuck's hashtag redemption arc? This,
0: okay, he's not quite there yet, but, like, this is the Chuck I wanted. Like, literally as soon as as he said... I'm taking art classes. I was like, this is changing my life. Because Chuck in the comics was the art guy. And he was like, I want to write comics. Like, he's the one who always is just like, let me make the banners for, like, the Archies. And, like, let me do whatever. Because he was, like, the artist one. And so when he said, I'm taking art classes, I was like, thank you.
1: Like, they're trying.
0: Like, are they turning him around? I don't know. I hope so. Refresh my memory. What exactly did Chuck do? What do you mean? What? He posted a... He made the book. He made the book of all of the conquests of the football team. But didn't he also hook up with Ronnie and then post it on social media? Well, they didn't really hook up. I think they just kissed a bunch and then he, like, was talking about how it was, like, called a sticky maple or something, but nothing yeah. actually ever happened or whatever. Yeah. Okay. It was it was slut-shamey.
1: So this is, like, the environment that, like, right now, like, we're all raising teenage boys in, right? But I like that they're showing that you don't have to be this way, that you can yeah. unlearn the toxic things that society drills into your brain.
0: Yeah, and, like, I mean, obviously you don't have to go this far to, like, change people's kind of um, viewpoints. But, like, I assume that, like, this, this thing w- that happened with Betty and Veronica where Betty, like, nearly drowned him, like, was kind of a, a snap out of it moment, I hope. I don't know, yeah. but like even after that, they like did the the thing with the party and everything. So I'm not sure.
1: And I mean, like, I don't want to be standing here and saying, you know, there should be redemptions for abusers or harassers and things like that, because like obviously, right now, you know, here at the tail end of 2017, that's every news story, right? Yes. But what I'm saying is, if we as a society can create art that shows that you can unlearn ingrained societal ideas, then I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I think that's a positive, good thing that we should especially show young men.
0: Mm -hmm. Josie goes to bio class and is telling Cheryl about it. Cheryl's like, ew. Um, She's like, do you want to go, like, hang out and record tonight? She's like, no, I have to do a eucalyptus steam. And Cheryl's like, okay, well, I mean, I just want to repay you for saving me and, like... <laughs> Make your career blossom. Like it's funny that she uses the word blossom. I love her. Um, and she says, but it's okay. Like I'll take a step back if you want. And she goes, no, 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 don't, don't. Which is exactly what Cheryl wants to hear. Mm-hmm. I love her until I don't, which is abusive, Cheryl. Which yeah. Is, Once she's in the locker room, uh, the other pussycats come in and they're obviously upset. Uh, Mel says that she got a note in her locker and that's how she knew Cheryl. That, but why would Cheryl do that? Okay. Ooh, theory. Well, maybe not a theory, but, like, I see the kind of parallels that I think they're making. So a couple Mm. episodes ago, um, the Black Hood was like, Betty, I need you to get uh, cut off with all of the people that you care about.
1: Yeah, classic abuser behavior. And this is
0: exactly what Cheryl is doing, am I right? Like, she's saying I'm cut, like, and she's not even being like, I give you the option, you're the one who has to cut them off. She's saying I'll cut them off for you. Yep. Hmm. This is, uh, like, textbook, dude. Yeah. She's like, why are you hiding from us? And they end up ditching the band. Um, As she's leaving, Chuck shows up and she's like, will you give me a ride home? He's like, sure. Uh, And then they end up stopping at Pops, which I don't like. I don't like that he was just like, well, you said no to me before, but now you need me. Yeah, no. So now we're going on a date. No is a two-letter word and has one
1: meaning. Yeah. Like, you know, it it ended up
0: being like, okay, because they had a nice time and everything. But like, ultimately... That wasn't okay.
1: A no is a no. A pass is a pass. A pass is not a smash.
0: <laughs> exactly. He Like, you know, ah. it's it's gr- kind of gross feeling that he was just like, okay, well, now that you're too afraid to walk by yourself, now, I, now I'll force you to do the thing that I wanted you to do.
1: Now I'm going to shoot my shot. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But I do like that we learned... The things that he's doing, which is that it's not only religion, but also art therapy and things like that, which are very important. He says
0: he wants to write, he wants to do comics or kids books. Um, Pop comes over and is literally like, wow, Chuck, uh, you're such a good person now. (laughs) Chuck passes him $20. Yeah, I was just going to be like, what did he have to bribe Pop to do that? She was just like, did you plan that? And he's like, no. And I'm like, you did, but okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Then they dance and keller and mayor mccoy show up it's interesting to me that like every time that we see mayor mccoy basically in this episode it's just like oh sheriff keller nice that you're also here (laughs) you're like oh oh but the thing is that like they did this so well like i i kind of maybe had a bit of an inkling but like they always had a reason for him being there because it's like no they did it quite organically Mm -hmm. Because she said, oh, maybe I'll uh, get a deputy and make him be your security guard or whatever. And then that makes you think, oh, Sheriff Keller is her oh, security yeah, guard. Oh, yeah, because she's the mayor. Yeah, yeah, she's the mayor, duh. Of course. Yeah, she could do these things. <laughs> Interesting. I like, a, they did a good job. It's a job.
1: great organically laid surprise.
0: But my favorite part about this scene is that she walks in and she's literally just like, you could have been with anyone else. But this dude, you you could do better, my friend.
1: Okay, but also, at this point, considering how twisted Cheryl is, you kind of got to go, oh man, if you have to pick between the two, Mm. you
0: might have to pick Chuck. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: She's like... Pick no one. You're acting out. Blah, blah, blah. I've been getting death threats, and some of them have also been mentioning you. So... Well, that's new. Cheryl says, like... This guy's probably the same guy that's been sending your mom the death threats and stuff. Here's my thing is that, like, every time that Cheryl has done something, she says, oh, was it the Black Hood? She's just, like, putting that on somebody else. So, like, is Cheryl the one sending the death threats? Is Cheryl the Black Hood? Is Cheryl the Black Hood?
1: If they do that at the end of the season, I will scream. There's,
0: like, okay, old white dude. (laughs) Okay, okay, visualize this, all right? Ready? Yes, the old white dude shows up With his mask on and everything It's the black hood, he's got his gun And he's got it pointed at Archie's head again Okay? Uh-huh. Then Archie goes, who are you? And he goes to turn, take off his mask He takes it off And suddenly it's just like, oh it's me Cheryl Exactly And it's like, jump cut to Cheryl Small, petite, woman Redhead Here I am That's what I want <laughs> That's not what I want. I would be so upset, but...
1: And then Archie would be misremembering things. Yeah,
0: Archie would be like,
1: oh. Yeah. Or like Cheryl
0: hired a team of Black Hoods. Archie's like, listen, Sheriff Keller, I gave you the totally wrong description of this guy. (laughs) My bad.
1: But like, who else would be able to watch Betty and everyone that closely if she's already in the school with them?
0: Hmm. Hmm, Interesting working Um, theory yes (laughs) so um she's saying she hasn't gotten any scary packages which is uh, not true i don't think i mean yet i guess but like i don't know bears that say i'm watching you that seems scary to me that's true but cheryl's got her convinced they're romantic yeah i guess you're right She ends up telling Cheryl, because she tells Cheryl all her secrets, because they're best friends right now, since the kids aren't talking to her. Um, She's doing, like, the back rub thing, and I'm just like, this is my ship, until, like, ten minutes later, and then I'm like, no, thank you. (laughs) But she's like, ew, Chuck? Really? Gross. And she's like, no, no, he's really trying to be a better person, which is, like, it's nice that she's giving him a second chance, but, like, does he deserve it? I don't know. Yeah. He's got such a long way to go. Yeah. She's like, he's basically stalking you. And Mr. Svenson is just like, someone else is stalking you. <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> She's like, wait a minute. That wasn't on the schedule. Then we have this picture that she gets. It's like a drawn thing that says, if I can't have you, no one can. And of course, Chuck has just done art classes. But of course, like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe so Cheryl's in his art class. Of course, Chuck. Um, and then she gets a pig heart. Where'd Cheryl get a pig heart? Um, I, I could not tell you. Okay. Um, she calls Archie and Jughead Bert and Ernie, which is literally exactly what they are. Mm -hmm. Archie is 100% Ernie and Jughead is clearly Bert. Yep. Like, Arch, Ernie is even orange. (laughs) And he loves rubber duckies. Rubber ducky, you're You're the one.
1: You make bath time time. so much
0: fun. fun rubber ducky you're my very best friend it's true do 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 wow so um they're gonna go confront chuck um chuck is confused svenson is like i will help with this um chuck ends up getting taken away and of course i'm sad obviously i don't really like chuck but like this is he's innocent He, he is truly innocent here Keller is talking about how he spoke with him, but they didn't find, like, actually any evidence. So it it might not be him. Um, Mayor McCoy calls him Tom again. So this is her, she's now used his first name twice. The only other time that we've heard his first name, if I'm remembering properly, is later in this episode, Hal calls him Tom.
1: Because all of a sudden everyone knows his
0: name. I guess so. Um, Once again, she is playing the piano. She has a dream about the hood who has killed her. Like, if you're having lucid dreams like that, that, like, really feel real, oh, that must be terrifying. Man, I can't even lucid dream properly anyway. Me neither. Also, I don't even want to try because I don't want sleep paralysis. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. Mm -hmm. Do I want to fly in my dreams? Sure. But um, I've done it. I don't know if it's worth it. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Then we have the plot twist that it was Cheryl and she's, like, listening to Josie sing and drawing things and... Yep. Generally being
1: a big old creep. Yeah. Not all bisexual women are creeps. I mean, I am,
0: but like not all of them. Yeah. I was like, can you confirm? I don't know. Yeah. Time for Betty and Veronica. Betty and Veronica. Jughead calls her Perot, which is an Agatha Christie detective. And I noticed that he has a poster for a movie called The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, which is a monster film. um yeah uh kevin is talking about how he's really worried about his dad he's not really sleeping he's not really eating he's leaving all of the time um and betty's saying dude he's the black hood which is funny because i totally saw a theory that keller was the black hood on the internet before this episode and i was like gonna bring it up but then betty like did it for me but i mean the main thing was kind of that like you know he died in the sheriff's office how did he get in there as well as um the last time Betty asked about the Sugar Man, Keller said, you could only ask one question, which oh, people right. thought was maybe a clue. Um, so But maybe
1: the writers were leaving clues like that because they don't know either. So they're like,
0: if they leave yeah. Easter
1: eggs for each of the potential suspect characters later, they can go back and say, well,
0: look at what all the information we already gave you. Good point. Good point. Um, Veronica's like, no, clearly he's having an affair. His wife is away. And uh, he was killed in the cell. So, of course, it's black hood, blah, blah, blah. Let's try and prove it. And Veronica's like, we're going to have a sleepover. And Kevin's like, ooh, I'd love to sleep over at your fancy house. And she's like, not my house, your house. Your house, you
1: silly bean. Silly guy. Hey, but like more Kevin is always good, Kevin. Yes, absolutely. I love Kevin. And he's had far more screen time this season than he did last season already.
0: Yes, we have Betty and talking to Keller, and he's talking about how he, there was a forced entry and the uh, overnight deputy was asleep. So, like, frick you, overnight deputy! Come on, you had one job. You're a trope. Um, but also, tag yourself. I'm the overnight deputy who fell asleep. <laughs> he. I love Keller. First of all, I just love both of the Kellers mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but he's like, yeah, let me show you. And so he shows her and everything. And he's like, what really bothers me is that it happened under my watch. Like, I wasn't even asleep. I was around. Like, he, it just bothers him a lot. Yeah. Keller is such a good. Okay. Um, and then now Kevin is just like, if you roll a six, you get to take over the Theodore kingdom. And I'm like, oh, oh take yourself. I am <laughs> Kevin. Uh, but Veronica Cleeter does not care about any of this I love how she's just like um, I'm gonna go and get like a drink What do you want? And he's like I want a glass of milk
1: <laughs> It's like Kevin How did you go from cruising in the woods to this guy? He contains so many multitudes
0: I laughed out loud when he found Veronica in the basement And just like had his ch- his glass of milk I was yeah. just like good job bud Like he came downstairs to find to look for Veronica And was just like wow she didn't even get me my milk yet my hey, priority same, is milk first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I want my beverage and then I want to solve yeah. a mystery. And I want it in that order.
0: Um, Betty calls and they're doing this split screen thing. And I've never seen Tales of the Dark Side, the TV show. So I don't know if that's like a theme from the show or something. Mm-hmm. But they don't really do that very often as far as I remember.
1: Not, n- No, not yeah. on Riverdale.
0: Veronica's just like, I'm helping Kevin. He- she's like, well, find evidence too. Go into his home office. She's like, well, it's locked. And she's like, go check the basement. The the funny moment uh, in this part as well is when she's like, just go down to the basement. See if anything jumps out at you. And I'm like, that's the exact reason to not go in the basement. That's a nightmare scenario that I actively try to avoid. Specifically, do not want something to jump out at me. Or go into any creepy basements. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Kevin is just, or Kevin Keller, Tom Keller is just working you can out this. just hanging out <laughs> just have a fun you're number one i like this part where veronica's just like oh hey i got lost or whatever <laughs> and he's like oh okay so he opens the fridge door and he just like opens the bottle with his hand he's just like floop here you go i'm like oh you are a strong guy huh okay got it he is a strong
1: guy are you kidding me he's
0: like i don't do it for vanity or anything i just do it for discipline i'm like okay bud
1: You're like, oh, all
0: right. All right. I support you so much.
1: I see you and I support this and I'm about this.
0: Yeah. His wife uh, exists, first of all. She's military and she's she's stationed in Bahrain,
1: which is
0: in...
1: I cannot believe you are Googling Bahrain.
0: Is it its own country or is it... I don't know. It's the officially the kingdom of bar. Okay, it's an Arab constitutional monarchy in the Persian Gulf. It's an island country. Okay, so it's it's its own country. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Kevin has his milk. It's nice that Kevin is letting Veronica sleep in his bed. Is really cute. And he sleeps. He's, sleeping he's on the a floor. gentleman. He took the floor. This reminds me of Will and Mike and Stranger Things too. Oh, that's a good point. But it's just like it's interesting too. It's just like he's being such a gentleman because it's like she's the one who offered to have a sleepover yeah like she and he was like no you take it and he was still just like even though it was your idea like it's nice i like kevin it's a, a lot keller leaves in the middle of the night and he came back at 4 a.m betty's just like a jingle jangle addict died on the train tracks he was pushed by sheriff keller
1: <laughs> oh my god literally betty's entire look is not complete without a tin hat exactly she's just she has gone off the deep end she is worse than fox Mulder ever was Mm -hmm. she she has no sense of like boundaries
0: or like you know reigning in your own accusations she's nuts i was so annoyed with betty this episode because she's just like why are there rooms in his house that are locked And Veronica was like, because he's a private person. And my thought is just like, maybe... Because it's his house! Maybe it's because last year, or like last season, his house got broken into. And all his Hmm. stuff got stolen. Maybe that's why his stuff is locked. Also, he just needs to like, maybe get a Cooper alarm so that Coopers can't keep coming into his house and stealing stuff. Because they tend to be pulling that crap. Frick. And it's like, huh i wonder and so she once again breaks in it's they have a nice house like it's a really beautiful house oh yeah she finds the key under the pot which is like an obvious place to put it like you guys need to be more (laughs) careful and um what was weird to me is that instead of using a bobby pin she was using a wig pin and like where do you even put wig pins in your hair if if they're not if you're not wearing a wig don't worry about it okay (laughs) um oh look what i found oh my gosh if you pause when betty is first coming into the office sheriff Mm -hmm. keller has one of those singing fish on his wall no yes oh my god that's out of control because of course he does yep imagine being that cool some of the things on his wall include talking about the seven deadly sins because he's always because ta- the black hood's always talking about sins, um, all of the victims and the people who bad things have happened to, uh, the fact that Delton got stabbed. Um, the funniest part of this is that instead of using a regular picture of moose, they just use the dude's headshot <laughs> um, uh, his like IMDB picture. Uh, but she finds the hood in the drawer and then Keller shows up. which what do you think? He was doing because, like, he left for work. And then I guess, did you think he just got like some spidey senses and was like, Oh,
1: yeah, possibly gotta turn around
0: somebody is breaking into my home? Someone, or he, j- I think he just forgot something. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. That's probably what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's funny that he's like, Oh, let me call your parents. And it's just like, Here I am sitting in front of the two people who have broken into my house. <laughs> House, like, I'm so sorry for her behavior. I'm sorry that this runs in our family. <laughs> this is a serious issue, and we will deal with it. Doubt it. He's like, yes, this was The hood that I found in Archie's locker. Good point. Um, Talking about her overactive imagination. He's like, I get it. It's okay. He's not mad. What a great guy. He's like, here's my logbook. I had alibis for all the places. So don't be thinking I'm a bad guy anymore. I won't tell Kevin because I know it would make him upset to know that you were a butthead. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Veronica's like, okay, Betty, I will help like for Kevin's sake and so that you stop being strange. Um, So they end up following him in the middle of the night, and they go to the Shady Palm Motel. And I had a fun fact for this. Shady... Betty needs more Get-A-Grip, friends. Shady Palms by Alan Dusk. It doesn't even have a Wikipedia page! What are you gonna do with your life now? I don't know, I'm upset. I was hoping that I would know more about this. Either way, it's called The Shady Palm Motel, and Shady Palms is a book. Okay. Okay. Uh, she she goes, that must be his kill kit for killing. I'm like, good point. Yes, totally. That's a solid assumption. No, she's taking not. pictures of him and it turns out that he's having an affair with Mayor McCoy. They're both married. Wow. I am so shocked. But also, Mayor McCoy's husband is kind of trash, so. He is kind of trash, isn't he? So, whatever. <laughs> but also, I know nothing about Kevin's mom and I'm sure she's lovely. She's serving the country. Yeah. So I'm sad. And yet
1: he is cheating on her. Yeah. Cute. And so
0: Betty's like, wow, look at all the sinners. And I'm like, what are you doing right now? You just broke into a house.
1: Yeah, she so- doesn't really get to sit on that high horse.
0: <laughs> they go to Pops. Jughead and Archie are there. They're like, ah, oh, they're busy. Um, She says they're having a serious broment, which is a great line. And uh, they decide they're not going to tell Kevin about it. I think that's for the best. I think so, too. Um, lastly, we see Josie and Cheryl together there. Uh, the phone rings at Pops. It was the Black Hood. He says that they failed the test and that everyone is sinners and the reckoning is now upon them. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. So, so, yeah. Sounds dire. I'm excited for next week.
1: Oh my God. Can you even, like, wait. Oh, it's on next week, right? Yes. Okay, good.
0: Now it's time for our segment. So my first segment is called A Sexual Jughead? Question mark, question mark, question mark. mark. Um, I'm not sure at this point. I think we're probably safe, but I mean, whatever. (laughs) You never
1: know. Um, And my segment is called Did Jughead Eat a Burger? No, no. No, he didn't.
0: Busy. Uh, My best line award for this episode goes to Archie for you take Devin? (laughs) Because I don't know why I think it's so funny, but I do. Because it's such an Archie
1: thing to like want to do that. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And my best line award
0: goes to Cheryl for Out oh, of the way Because I literally laughed out loud at that and then I texted Robin immediately. Yes. Uh now it's time for our trailer viewing. Some some nutso stuff is happening. Let me send you the link there. And you can count it down whenever you're ready. Thanks, fam. hmm
1: Alright, okay,
0: you ready? Yes. And three, two, one, play. Wednesday. What? Too much stuff is going on I'm with those hurt. two. So much Varchy. Oh, Literally, didn't Hiram tell him not to do Dude that before? Veronica is beautiful. My dad is out of yeah, gym. but Hiram That's also told FD. him to like start a, a game.
1: College, get out of this God for So glad town. they are together. Good Waste of a milkshake. Oh, he's working nice. at pop Yes. Oh, oh my God.
0: What are shows? um? There's Where's gay the stuff going on there. So Mick Wednesday, Blossom. 8, I feel like I have to watch that seven times, seven more times to to really get everything that happened. Seven
1: times. Yeah. Huh. Nuts. I really enjoyed that. Yes.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. The trailer will be dropping for season five soon, so we're definitely going to be talking about that. Whoop whoop. Yes. And slash maybe live reacting to it if we can figure it out. Yes. Okay. Not that we can
1: figure it out. Just figure our schedules out. Why am yeah. I talking? <clears throat> um, we also have a Lost podcast, if that floats your penny's boat.
0: Shut up.
1: What's it like to be friends with the best person in the entire world? I would not know. Wow.
0: Um. Uh, yeah, so our Lost podcast is the best thing in the entire world. It's my pride and joy. Um. Yeah, if you don't watch Lost, you should because um, – I don't, I literally don't know what I can now say to make you watch Lost at this point. It's, it, it's one of the greatest television series of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, literally, I can't say enough good things about it. So you should definitely check it out and you can watch along uh, episode by episode with us if you want, because we're spoiler free. Do you feel passionately about this show by any chance? Yes, I will not stop talking about it, clearly. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. You can follow at The Afficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble, YouTube soon. Oh, hell yeah, YouTube soon. Follow me on Twitter and I'll do the same. And our Patreon is
1: patreon.com slash The We just sent out all our postcards for our one-year anniversary, so if you want in on that gig for next year, you should join us over on Patreon. Any dollar
0: that you can spare helps us out a lot. Yes. Uh, You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at uh,
1: Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an
0: underscore at the end. And uh, next episode is uh, 208 House of the Devil, which is uh, a 2009 American horror film. It's about a college student babysitter, and it's like um, a slasher and haunted house sort of genre, and potentially uh, based on true events. Okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, okay, love you. Bye. Uh, okay, love you. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: See ya. <laughs>